Well, hello again, guys. Graham Cowgill here with Jack of All, podcast where we just look at a crap ton of things and have some fun. The idea, again, is just uh, starting to look for truth all over the place. I'm, I'm a guy, man, I love every, I love movies, I love music, um, I love learning, I love documentaries, I love history, and so... Was it Socrates? Oh, starting off strong with Socrates. Quote is, uh, the unexamined life is not worth living. I think that was it. So that's the point of this, is just to start living with intention, start to uh, celebrate different moments that happen, and recognize that we can learn if we'll just kind of turn our brain on to that. So, yeah, I just get to be kind of the guide in that, bringing some things to thought today. Uh, my bro who you'll hear me talk a lot about. He's he's made such a huge impact in my life. Robbie Cowgill. He lives up in Seattle, Washington. And uh, 6'11", just total stud. He played basketball for Washington State, started all four years. Uh, but he was in Los Angeles this past week. I'm in Huntington Beach, so about an hour away. And I just thought last night about this story with my brother that it's one of the funnier stories that I can remember and that I love telling. So <laughs> growing up, we went to this Mexican food restaurant. It was called Camino Real. And we would be there every week, once a week. And it was one of those restaurants where at one point it goes from being a restaurant and family to kind of going to the nighttime bar. And so if you get there right at like the right time, during that Venn diagram crossover, you can, it is an eclectic group of people. You have like the families there for dinner, and you got the people that are there eating the worm and ready to just get destroyed. And so we found ourselves at that, uh, that little juncture one time, and it was karaoke night for the bar. Well, Ra, I, I had a song that I loved. Um, I still like to memorize things. I do it easily, but there's a song that I'd memorized, and it was American Pie uh, by Don McLean. If you ever heard it, it's a great song. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. That one. It's seven minutes and 36 seconds long. You don't realize it, but there are so many verses. And so when I heard it was karaoke night, I was like, "Are you? I'm going to get a wife tonight, bro. Like, I'm going to absolutely annihilate this. So I put my name in for American Pie. <laughs> they call me up there, and I'm like, dude, you can just go ahead and turn off the screen. I don't, I'm, the words to this song are in my DNA. So I grab the microphone, hit the power stance, untuck the shirt. I'm sure I wink at a few of the waitresses, like, just get ready. And I start, and the crowd's into it, right? And it hits the chorus, and everybody's in unison. Bye, bye, Miss American. We're having such a grand old time. People are cheersing. People are buying me beers, even though I'm too young. And uh, then about two and a half minutes in, people realize that we're still going. They're dropping off a little bit, but I've got a few in the back who are still going with me. And then... About three minutes and 36 seconds, I remember seeing some eye rolls. Everybody stopped singing the chorus. I'm kind of on my own. 
And at three minutes and 30 seconds, we're not even halfway through the song. <laughs> and people are starting to see the writing on the wall. And so they're just settling in. And you can just see their countenance fall. I've essentially killed karaoke night. So I plow through. I'm sweating bullets because I can see that everybody hates me. I get to the end. And there's maybe two people that give me like the sympathy, thank God this guy's done clap. And I mop my brow a final time and go and sit down. And the guy who's leading karaoke night goes, thanks for that. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Robbie Cowgill with American Pie by Don McLean. And these, you could just hear the groans all over. Oh my gosh, these guys had no idea. They were in for 16 straight minutes of American Pie by Don McLean. Oh my gosh, I felt so bad for Robbie. He gets up there to just the most hostile crowd. Oh goodness gracious, that's funny. But uh, he really is, he's such a stud. He's one of those guys that's, mature and has been mature since he was 12 and uh, just processes things well. So I was looking forward to seeing him because uh, he came down to LA. Uh, he works for Campus Crusade, which is now called Crew. Uh, yeah, they just changed their name recently. It was Campus Crusade, but it turns out, I guess there are like some negative implications of the word Crusades. I don't know. I don't get it, right? Something something like religiously justified genocide. I don't. I, I can't really remember, but something. So they went with crew now, uh, which when I hear the word crew, all I think of are women with telephone pole-sized legs. If you've ever known anybody on crew on the rowing team, they are just they can deadlift a moose. That's the only prerequisite to being on crew. As they bring in a moose, if you can deadlift it, congrats, full scholarship. You can row anywhere you want. Uh, so actually, crew is not an acronym. It's just short for crusade, which I don't know if that solves the problem they're looking for. <laughs> Maybe it just delays it one more sentence, right? <laughs> Instead of, hey, who do you work for? Campus crusade? Ah, yikes. Now it's, hey, who do you work for? Crew? Crew? What does that stand for? Oh, it's short for crusade. Oh, yikes. So, there you go. Problem solved. Um, anyway, I say all this. He came down to Los Angeles, and I was hoping to run into him, and we never got to see each other, man. It's such a bummer because I love my brother so much, and um, it's just weird, dude. It's weird when you get older, and you just always assumed you'd be able to see people when you wanted uh, and that's, that's not the case. Getting older is, is really tricky. Uh, you've got spouses and they, every spouse has like two sets of grandparents and, you know, there's kids and there's plane tickets and I don't know, I just never accounted for that. When I was growing up, maybe you have this experience, we all had this one thing that we did for Christmas. We all went to my Nana's house, uh, in... Missouri in this tiny little town called Milan, Missouri. 
And if I ever have nostalgia in my life, it's for that time for sure, man. I just I love that. We I love sleeping with the other cousins. We had like this side room with two mattresses, and we would just slam eight kids in there. I love the smells, you know. I love the stockings. We had like shag carpet in that thing that had like melted skittles. In some points in the carpet that there's no, you couldn't get that out with a weed whacker, but it was just that's Nana's house, you know. And Granddad um, would have like Granddad's drink that you were never to take a sip of, and he would just sit there in his chair and his underwear, yelling at all the <laughs> all the kids to get pants on, get some britches on that kid while he's just chilling in the undies. I don't know, man. It was chaos. It was eclectic. And it was just perfect. And now it's different, you know? It's just different now. I'm no longer, like, the beneficiary of moments. Uh, I'm looked to to create moments now. And that's kind of a sad thing. I don't know. It's just a different thing. I'm, I'm not the cuddled anymore. I'm the cuddler. You know, I'm, I have the responsibility. I say responsibility, but I'd like to think opportunity. I don't know if I'm there yet mentally, but either responsibility or opportunity to set the stage for memories that are going to be looked back on with nostalgia when my kids are my age. But that's a lot of pressure. It just feels like pressure to create that. So, I don't know. Everything seemed so perfect when I was a kid. And though it wasn't, I know it wasn't, my thought is how do I recreate that timeless feel? How do I recreate those memories or that, that feeling that kids are going to be like, oh, that's what Christmas was, or that's what fill-in-the-blank was when they're my age. Quasi-recently, I read this book called The Power of Moments. Phenomenal book, by the way. Uh, it's by two guys, Chip Heath and Dan Heath, which is just a crazy coincidence. I wonder if they're related. I... Uh, <laughs> George Miller joke there. Uh, I'll tell it. I heard, I'm a huge Norm MacDonald fan. He retold that joke on Letterman. Uh, So he was retelling it. He goes, George Miller said he was watching a movie with his mom, and the credits came, and it said, directed by Wolfgang Bauer. Produced by Wolfgang Bauer. And the mom turns and says, hey, you suppose that's the same? Wolfgang Bauer? That's funny. Anyway, point is, uh, this book talked about being intentional to create moments. That's a thing. Um, We don't have the responsibility to manipulate memories, right? We can't create exactly what we want the memory to be. But instead, we have the opportunity to give the platform for memories to organically happen, right? Like, we can't make Uncle Steve lose his footing and fall in the snow, but if you never take a trip, that for sure won't happen, right? It's just saying do some things to give a platform for memories to take shape and to happen. So um, when I take trips, even day trips to Disneyland or whatever, I always think, I just put so much pressure and I'm like, this is bombing. This is not at all fun like I remember as a kid. Lines weren't this long when I was a kid, you know, or whatever. And yes, they were. Yes, they absolutely. This book talks about something called, um, oh man, duration neglect. 
right? In the long-term memories, duration kind of tends to wash out, uh, which I see. I see that now because that's for sure the way it was when I was a kid. I just remember the good parts. And now with my son, uh, he wants every year to go to the Huntington Beach 4th of July parade. Guys, I mean, I like parades as much as the next guy, but this thing is suspect, right? They're just, what I remember is there are a bunch of people who are running for some sort of position, some sort of, I don't know, city city position, and so they drive these nice cars, Nobody gives a crap about who they are, and so every once in a while, every five minutes, they just reach in and grab a handful of Tootsie Rolls and just sling them into the audience, <laughs> and it's just, it's like chum to sharks, right? These all these kids are just killing each other for a piece of candy. It is 98 degrees, so I'm blacking out from the heat, but then I'll come to every once in a while, and there are these weird... They're not even floats. It's just like there's a Civil War club, which is a bunch of 90-year-old men who look like they honestly could have been in the Civil War. And they're halfway marching, halfway just trudging along. And they're all playing piccolos. I was like, am I hallucinating? Right? If you don't know what a piccolo is, it's pretty much like a recorder. What you played in music class. And when he played Hot Cross Buns, that was on a recorder. So I'm in and out of consciousness. I'm watching the world's oldest men just drag their iron lungs around playing Hot Cross Buns <laughs> to a bunch of kids that are just clawing each other's eyes out for some Smarties, right? And I'm thinking, this sucks so bad. Like, this is so weird. But every year, Gage is like, yay! Fourth of July parade, let's go. And so that alone makes me think, yeah, not as much pressure as I thought. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe we're going to do okay here. If these old men wearing diapers, playing their recorders can get my kid pumped up, then, <laughs> then I'm sure I can create some memories that are not half bad. I don't know. So anyway, that was our inspiration to us going into Christmas no pressure. There really is opportunity to create the platform for memories to happen. All right? Don't don't let another Christmas just pass by. Or sometimes we feel like if we can't do you know the cream of the crop, if we can't go to Tahoe on this amazing ski trip, that it's not even worth it to do anything. And the exact opposite. Just do something. Just do something. Just be intentional to make the most of your weeks, to celebrate the memories that you have at the end of the season, to look back and kind of debrief and call attention to all the good that happened. And uh, yeah, no pressure. It's not even a responsibility, though that's not a terrible word. It's more of an opportunity that uh, we get to create those moments. And at one time, our kids are going to look back and with gratitude and say, man, I'm, I'm so thankful that they were intentional enough just to, to create this blank canvas for who knows what to happen. So, all right, that's good for today. Um, hope you guys have an awesome day and we'll try again tomorrow.